ghost ghost drums witch doctor what shannon get a hold of yourself this is the second season of that groovy scoop cast the go-to audio hub for all things scooby-doo What a shitty way to start off season two of that Groovy Scoop cast. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Like the first episode, I was actually really excited. I was like, yay, we're going back to Scooby-Doo, where are you? And then we get a tiki scare is no fair. This episode was no fair. <laughs> Welcome back to season two, guys. My name is Derek. I'm Shannon. And today we are starting our reel all the way back to 1970, actually, with the second season of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Today we'll be talking about A Tiki Scare is No Fair, which I believe is the first episode in which the gang leave the continental United States. All right. So that's kind of cool. The episode wasn't, but... <laughs> what were your initial thoughts of the episode, Shannon? I was excited. I mean, we're coming back... It's been a long time since we've looked at Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It is. And then, you know, we had taken a week off, and so it was fun to come back to... You know, get back you... into our normal routine. Yeah. yeah. And this is what I get? Like... What the fuck? <laughs> well, before we start shitting on this episode, let's start off with our Mystery Machine match. If this is the very first time you're joining us for that Groovy Scoop cast, the Mystery Machine match is our weekly Scooby-Doo trivia in which we like to see which one of us, Shannon or I, know Scooby-Doo better than the other. At the end of the season, the loser then has to eat some interesting food that we find on our travels through the season. Last season, we ate hot dog tacos, which were pretty interesting. Shannon lost the Mystery Machine match. But you ate them with me. I did, and I enjoyed them. They weren't as bad as I thought they'd be. If you want to hear our reactions, you can just go and visit our blooper show, which is the previous episode to this. But we're getting a fresh start. So, Shannon, how are you feeling about the Mystery Machine match today? I mean, I'm always hopeful. So. Well, shouldn't you be more hopeful? Because you're getting a fresh start. Like, we're both on the same playing field right now. Ask me after this how I'm feeling. Okay. Well, as always, Shannon, you can go first. What child's movie is Scooby-Doo watching when he falls asleep and dreams he's been turned into a donkey on Paradise Island? What the fuck? I told you I didn't think you'd get this. I have to pass. I don't know. Pinocchio. Oh. Like, you'd think donkey, maybe Shrek. Well, it wasn't around then, but... Yeah, I, I would not have gotten that. Paradise Island. Is that Peter in Pan? Pinocchio? I, I think that's Peter Pan. No, that's Neverland. Oh, Paradise Island? I haven't seen Pinocchio since I was a little kid. I don't remember anything about that movie except the whale scene. <laughs> I don't remember Pinocchio either. Oh, well. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. All right. Well, here's your first question. What movie is spoofed when Scooby-Doo pretends to be the female lead of the soap opera Genuine Hospital? Oh, General Hospital. It's called Tootsie. Oh. It's a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I, w- I just heard I didn't. Okay. Josie and the Pussycats are performing where when they meet Scooby and the gang? A stadium or a showboat? I think they're on a showboat. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Which friend investigated mysteries for a teen magazine on the new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show? Daphne. Yep, you are correct. What's your last question? In Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, Sarah Ravencroft unleashes an army made up of what fall vegetable? A pumpkin. Yeah. All right, this question is actually also about the Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost movie. The witch in Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost is said to have descended from which ancient people? Druids or Wiccans? Wiccans. You are correct. Cool. Well, it looks like we finished off the Mystery Machine match today with two to two, so we're still tied. You're giving up a fight this this season, huh? I'm not losing this season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the Mystery Machine match this week. Shannon, are you ready to dive into this horrible episode of Scooby-Doo, where are you? I mean, no, but let's go anyway. <laughs> okay. Let me pull up a premise for you from Scoobypedia, because I don't have it up like a responsible person. Damn it, Derek. All right. For a tiki scare is no fair... Mystery Inc.'s package vacation of Hawaii is interrupted by a witch doctor who warns the tourists and natives of the coming wrath of the god Mano Tiki Tia. The gang explores the area for clues, running repetitively into the witch doctor and a 50-foot stone idol of Mano Tiki Tia. So, did you notice that this episode opened with a different theme song than season one of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I didn't want to say anything, but I thought it did. Yeah, it has a new singer... And it actually replaces some of the imagery of the monsters with the new monsters for season two. Okay, that's what I thought. I think it has a new set of instruments in the background, too. Possibly. But, um, I don't know. Something I thought was kind of cool. So I had written this note, like, in the middle of the episode, but I do want to mention it first. Um, in my opinion for this episode, they did more research for Hawaii than they did at all. For the monster in Mexico. I mean, the Monotiki Tia god is made up, I will say. Yeah. I looked it up and it is made up. But... There is a Hawaiian police department. There are bats in Hawaii. My only qualm with the episode when it comes to, like, the portrayal of the natives is that the only dialogue they were given was ghost drums. Yeah. And they, and they all also looked, looked the, the same. same. And that's not, like, trying to be racist or anything. Like, they were all drawn the same. Like, they drew one character and duplicated him times, like, ten. Yeah. But they didn't do anything, in my opinion, that was, like, offensive, I guess. Which is a first. I guess. I mean, maybe someone else would interpret something as slightly off-color or offensive, but from what I viewed, I don't think it was that bad. No. In terms of portrayal of, you know, non-white people. So, the very first opening of the episode, we see a active volcano. Okay, so, first off... I've never been around an active volcano, so I've never seen it in real life. But when volcanoes are active, they tend to smoke. Yes. Like a lot. This one was letting off like a little steam and it was red. And there was like lava too. You could see it. I'm, I, I just like how calm everybody was about it. Though. Like they're just eating, hanging out, chilling. <laughs> uh after we see the volcano, we see Scooby and Shaggy. They're sitting out by a... I believe they were just sitting by a fire. There was a luau going on. Everyone's dancing. And they're talking to Mr. Sims, which is their tour guide of Hawaii. Um, I guess they're, ta- they're talking about how they're just having a great time, great vacation. But Shaggy's not excited about what Fred, Daphne, and Velma have planned for them tomorrow. Which is going to basically what an abandoned... 
it was like an ancient village, an yeah. abandoned ancient village. And he's just like, yeah, it's been great so far, but this is what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> and then he's like, well, that's not part of my tour guide. He's like, yeah, the rest of the gang set it up. Like, I don't know if you can just stray from your tour guide. Like, doesn't he have plans for you tomorrow? Yeah. It's your, like, last day or second to last day, whatever, like. Sims informs us that he himself wouldn't even go there because it's haunted and that he thinks it's a bad idea. And immediately in that note, I knew he was the villain. Well, you audibly said it. You were just like, he's the villain. And. I'm like, you would never. He worked really hard with, like, the two lines that he used to convince Shaggy and Scooby not to go. Like, he was like, oh, that place is so haunted. And he and they were like, what? He's like, yeah, even I wouldn't go there. And then they were like, oh, well, then we won't go. And he was like, yeah, that's probably that's best. That's a good idea. Just forget about it. He had, like, a grin, too, kind of. Yeah, like, it's literally, he sounded like he was trying to give, he sounded like how I try to sound when I'm convincing children to, like, change their mind. Yeah. Like, ooh, you know, that's really not a good idea. Let's not do that. Let's do that, like, another time. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And you're like, cool. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it sounded like. That's when, did the volcano erupt or something? There was like something, oh, you know, it was the ghost drums. Yeah, so then the ghost drums happened, and the sky, like these clouds, okay. No, there weren't even clouds. I'm getting really ahead of myself. One of the natives yells out, ghost drums! He appears off the side of the screen, like he kind of just slides in, and it's yeah. just like, ah, ghost drums! Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I have to talk about the laugh. The laugh. Ah, ghost drums! Ah! <laughs> Is that what he did? Literally, that's what he sounded like. And then these dark clouds come in and fill up the entire sky. Every inch of the sky is filled with these dark clouds. And then, like, in a blink of an eye, they're red. And everything, the, everything is, is red. red. It's like a red tint that just went over the entire scene. Everything is red. It was bizarre. It was weird. I don't know how Mr. Sims accomplished this. <laughs> but Weather machine. That's when the witch doctor appears and warns them about how they all need to leave because they're angering the god Monotikitia. And immediately, Shannon and I both looked at each other and we're like, wait, where's Mr. Sims? So, like, the second that, like, the ghost showed up and Mr. Sims was gone. You never see them in the same place. Like, there's no attempt to make it seem like he's not the villain. Yeah. Because right when everything goes red, Mr. Sims is gone. And then the witch doctor appears. Well, and at the very end of the episode, when they discover that it's Mr. Sims, Fred's like, oh, no, the witch doctor in the beginning was his person. And it was like, no, it wasn't his helper. It Shaggy was him. said that. Shaggy was oh. like, he was with us when the witch doctor appeared. And Velma rationalized it being one of the henchmen. It's like, no, he actually wasn't there. No, if you go back and you watch, like, Mr. Sims straight up disappeared. We watched this three times. We're not mistaken. <laughs> We watched this shitty episode three times. I'm fucking right, okay? <laughs> also, I said what the fuck more in the past hour and a half than I have in my entire life. This episode was angering. Like, I had to get up and walk away from the table for a moment. <laughs> they, uh, everyone freaks out, and now Mr. Sims has disappeared. All the natives have, you know, run away. Shaggy and Scooby get separated. Yeah, so Shaggy's like in the middle of this jungle area and Scooby's completely gone. Shaggy panics and he goes to the pineapple parlor, which I guess is Hawaii's version of the malt shop. Basically. And in the malt shop, Daphne and Fred, they're dancing. Velma is being a stick in the mud and is sitting at the counter drinking a milkshake. 
and she is slamming that milkshake. It's full at the beginning of the scene, and by the end, it's just gone. I don't think it's a milkshake, because I'm sure it's is just it like, like a smoothie. I think it's, yeah, because like Hawaii, they have like the pineapple y drinks, okay. like the fruity drinks. But yeah, I mean, she chugs it. Because, like, in a blink of an eye, half of it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so Shaggy breaks down the door to the parlor, slides into the room on the door, and he goes, ghosts, ghost drums, witch doctor. And Fred's like, what? Shaggy, get a hold of yourself. And Shaggy literally wraps his arms around himself and goes, it's not working. <laughs> it doesn't help. It doesn't help. <laughs> I feel like if you or Alex or anyone just burst into a room I was in, like knocked down the door and was just screaming, ghost drums, witch doctor. Like, I'm would, clearly on some drug. You're on something. Because then, what was it? Oh, Shaggy says that everyone disappeared and Scooby like vanished like poof. And Fred's like, poof, you're... You're full of poi. He says, I think you're full of poi. <laughs> I think, I know, okay, I know what poi is, but I think in this episode they're using poi as a slang term for drugs. Yeah, probably something. Something. The gang realize that, you know, Scooby's still missing, so they go back to where the luau was to see if they can find him. They arrive, and on their way there, Velma says the most bitchy thing I've heard her say so far. Velma's... A bitch. I, I don't like her in Scooby-Doo, or are you? Because no. she's constantly, like, trying to make herself sound smarter than she is. Well, and, like, you know, this is the first Scooby-Doo thing that was created. And so they really push to try and, like, make sure that you know what each character is bringing to the table. And so you're supposed to know, without a doubt, that Velma is the smartest person in the group. And so she just says the most outlandish things In this case, it happened to be that it is a scientific fact that people people and Scooby Scooby do not disappear. Scientific fact. That's been peer-reviewed. And so then Shaggy's response to that is, well, it's also a scientific fact that drums don't play without drummers. And her response is, hmm, (laughs) like, the fuck? asshole are you kidding me they park and the headlights shine on this old man that's just sitting there (laughs) well because because shaggy's (laughs) because they park and the first thing shaggy says is where did everyone go and the lights are shining on this old and the lights are shining on this old fucking man (laughs) My thing is, Shaggy knows everyone's gone. So why are you surprised that there's no one here? Like, the reason you freaked out was because nobody was there. But also, yeah, the lights are shining right on him. You see him right there. They get out of the car, and Velma points out, hey, let's go talk to this guy. And when everyone looks, he's gone. Why? Well, and then, like, everybody else acted like they didn't see him. Because Daphne, I think it was Daphne that was like, what, what old man? Yeah. And they all turned to look, and oh, he's gone. Um... The gang come across some footprints, and they also find some, like, tracks that look like someone's been dragged. They assume that it was uh, Mr. Sims. Yeah. And they also find a newspaper that was written by him. And the newspaper discusses how um, sightings of this witch doctor and 
the Monotiki Tia idol had been like, you know, appearing everywhere and how the natives are worried about it. So that's why he's here, I guess, to also investigate that. Mm-hmm. But aren't you also a tour guide? I don't really know what he does for a living. Like, is he a newspaper reporter or is he a tour guide? Both. He's a busy man. I mean, that's how he... And he's the villain. That's how he can afford all of the henchmen. (laughs) He's just a really busy guy. They decide that they may find more information or clues in the ancient village. So they have to go, I guess, through the jungle area to get to that village. And... Shaggy and Scooby are determined that they're not going there. And Fred offers them a Scooby snack. So Scooby is like super skeptical and he doesn't take it. But Shaggy, on the other hand... Who is still high off of whatever. The poi. The poi. He's on the poi. He like gets down on his knees and is begging like a dog. I mean like... (laughs) Yeah, like panting. He's a dog. And eats the Scooby snack. And I'm just like, wow, that's some good poi. I need some of that. (laughs) Give me whatever he is on. Scooby and Shaggy start sniffing around and looking around the jungle area, and that's when they run into the old man who bursts out of the bushes. Which my note was, what the actual fuck is up with this old man? Because Shaggy and Scooby panic, as would I, if I were sniffing around in the dark and found this old man just pop out of a bush. Just hiding behind a bush. And, you know, they run away. All five members of the gang like, make a tower of people. Velma's holding everybody, and they start running through the jungle. Velma's strong as fuck. Yeah. And Shaggy and Scooby are on the top, and I think they hit a tree. Mm-hmm. And Fred, Daphne, and Velma continue running. And the old man's laughing at them. I mean, I would laugh, too. That was pretty comedic. <laughs> um, We get our first transition, I guess, in the episode, where, like, a big color of green just slides across the screen. It makes a little sound effect, too. It's like, wow. And it happens, like, all throughout the episode, and I hate it. Yeah. And then randomly, there's just a blue one. Because it's not in every single Scooby-Doo Where Are You episode, either. I feel like it's just in random ones. Because wasn't it something that happened in the Dynamic Scooby-Doo Affair last season? Yeah. Um, During the new Scooby-Doo movies. I think it's just, like, they'll slowly start to run out of money, and so they just can't do cool trends. I would rather see, like, the fade into the next scene. Yeah. You know, where, like, the one scene just fades into the next. I feel like it's super lazy. Yeah. The gang now stumble upon... A big foot. <laughs> it's the giant statue of the god Manotikitia, the made-up Hawaiian god for the episode. And they continue looking around, and the statue blinks... I'm not okay with it being alive. That's not okay. That bothers you? Yeah. The whole thing is just so convoluted. Yeah. So convoluted. I don't feel like that that needed to be in the episode at all. They then run into the witch doctor who scares them and they run and they stand behind this shack that has a rotating wall. There's a lot of rotating walls in this episode. Yeah, there are. That's It's like a theme. Yeah. <laughs> And all five of them are standing there. They hear a sound. You know, it's coming from the bushes. They don't know what it is. And then the wall rotates. And when it rotates all the way around, Shaggy and Scooby are out. But Velma, Daphne, and Fred are inside the building now. And it rotated very quickly. And so when Shaggy and Scooby made the comment of, oh, the gang's still in that creepy place, I think is what they said. Something And I'm like, you literally went in and out so quick. Like, how did you even see it? And it's not that creepy. It's just a cabin in the inside. Yeah. 
And that's when Shaggy and Scooby are attacked by the wild boar with its babies. With its babies. The babies were really cute. The biggest thing with a wild boar is they can fuck you up. Okay? You don't run because they'll chase you. Well, Shaggy tried to scare him first because he picked up Scooby by his tail. Like, he's a baseball bat. But he didn't do anything. Like, had he swung Scooby at him, it might have scared the boar. It also may have pissed him (laughs) off and then, like... I mean, the I'm same just imagining exact... Shaggy swinging Scooby by his tail. I don't at know. an animal. I don't fucking know. Animal <laughs> abuse. Meanwhile, Vama, Daphne, and Fred are inside the building. And for a hot second, you see, like, Daphne. She's doing, like, her little, like, you know, hands on her hips, her pose. Yeah. And her hips are so slim. She's, like, literally an hourglass. I mean, we're back to... The body parts not matching up. Yes. Which I had forgot was a thing until this episode again. They just, they don't proportion everything together. And I think it's easier to spot because we've seen better animation more recently. Yeah. Because we've seen Mystery Incorporated and we've seen Be Cool Scooby-Doo. And then we just jump all the way back to 1970 and they're like, Yeah. (laughs) They wander the cabin area and... Fred, he pulls out a torch from the wall, and Velma falls through a trap door. Not surprising. You can see the trap door right there. She's yeah. standing right on it. And Right when she walked on it, I was like, oh, Velma's going to disappear. Yeah. And that's when Fred, he, like, really irritatedly lists off all of the missing people that they're dealing with. He's like, we're missing Mr. Sims, Shaggy, Scooby, the natives, and Velma. Great. Like, the list this is getting... This can't get any worse. The list is getting longer and longer. He's like, fuck this, I'm over it. So, Velma fell through that trap door, and she lands on the ground. There's a big pile of hay right next to where you'd land. That sucks for her. Like... <laughs> she just landed on her ass. But you think the witch doctor probably uses that? Does he land on his ass, too? I guess so. She hides inside the hay because she thinks that the witch doctor's coming into the room. She sees Mr. Sims' hat. Yes. And so she goes, they've got him, but they're not going to get me. Yeah. And so she crawls into the hay and immediately starts sneezing. But she, like, blows the hay into the witch doctor's face when he does come in, and she just bolts. We go back to Shaggy and Scooby, who are now by the giant statue. And Shaggy is asking Scooby, is he really afraid of ghosts? Bitch, like, you Scooby, both are. Scooby, are you serious? Shaggy, shut the fuck up. Shaggy, <laughs> you're both fucking afraid of ghosts, okay? Quit trying to act like you're the brave one. Right. And get shut your shit the together. Fuck up. If anything, Scooby's the one that's brave. He can, like, get real courageous when he needs to be. I've seen him growl at people. Has Shaggy ever barked at someone? <laughs> The worst thing is that he probably has. (laughs) I did not anticipate that. Now I'm just imagining Shaggy's body. Well, because my thought is, like, you know how um, Scooby will be, like, like, Scooby will start begging for the Scooby snack, and then Shaggy will jump in. So, like, my thought is, like... Scooby no. starts barking and then Shaggy just hops in. I think it's funny you're thinking about him like hanging his head out the window <laughs> of the mystery machine barking at other cars. Or like a new person comes up and he's like. <laughs> it's the poi. 
So, Velma actually reunites with Shaggy and Scooby after this, and they all go and hide behind this wall because I think they all saw the witch doctor again. <laughs> and they're talking. I don't remember what they're talking about. But then Shaggy panics because he realizes the witch doctor is Scooby. right there. Was it Scooby? Yeah, because Scooby goes, she said something about being chased, and he goes, by the witch doctor. And she went, well, yeah, but how'd you know? And he goes, no, 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 no. The witch doctor. <laughs> Points. And the witch doctor's just hanging out there around the corner of the walls looking at them. He's just chilling. He's just hanging out. Like, how long have you been there? Like, excuse me. Please don't eavesdrop. That's rude. <laughs> um, they all panic. They run into the jungle. And that's when they go and hide in the shack. So they close the door and they decide to barricade it. And, you know, they're putting a bunch of tables and chairs up against it. And classic Scooby-Doo. Shaggy is receiving all of the furniture from the witch doctor, who is also inside the shack, not realizing that. They get away from the witch doctor, they move all the furniture, they run out of the shack, and they climb up a tree and disguise themselves as Tarzan and Jane and a chimp. So Shaggy and Vama are like wearing the, they're wearing the loincloths that, you know, the characters would wear, and the witch doctor comes up to the tree, and Shaggy's just like, me, Tarzan, this Jane. And Velma's like, me, Jane. And then he points to Scooby and he's like, this is Chimp. What? I don't remember Cheetah what the, the Chimp. This is Cheetah the Chimp. And Scooby's acting like a monkey. And Scooby didn't even take off his collar. Like, there's no <laughs> costume going on. He's just a dog hanging from a tree. I'm imagining, though, Mr. Sims falling for this. Like, He's a reporter. He's not dumb. And... Shaggy's like, you looking for boy, girl, and dog? And he's like, uh-huh. And he's like, they went that way. And he points in some direction, and the witch doctor goes. And then they all fall out of the tree. And then so it, you know, weirdly cuts the scene. Uh, and so now they're all sitting in the jungle, sitting on this log, whatever. Shaggy starts talking about how his feet hurt. Yeah. My first thing is, I've seen them run so much more and Shaggy's never talked about his feet hurting before. But he's like, my feet are killing me and whatever. And Velma makes the comment, well, I'm glad we got away from the witch doctor. Otherwise, that wouldn't be the only thing getting killed. And I'm like, excuse me? Is that what she said? Something along those lines. Well, we know that Velma's a psychopath. Yes. But also, the witch doctor has been the most harmless person on the planet. He was eavesdropping, and he was helping you barricade the door. At least the Black Knight, like, tried to punch Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> like. The witch doctor's voice annoys the fuck out of oh, me. Oh, 100%. I hate it that, like, his voice sounds like a little higher pitch, and it's just like, eh, eh. But then he growls, like, all deep. <laughs> so that's when they find that crashed plane. I don't understand the point of it. It was filler. We had to rewatch the ending when they were discussing, like, the actual plot, like, what the villain was doing. They never mentioned the plane. No. What the fuck was that plane for? It was filler. Okay, so, like... That wasn't, like, that was supposed to be, like... Something. Yeah, because Velma was, like, saying these are plastic vines. Yeah, like, so, okay... what's so, this all about? So, initially, they, they come across this plane, and Shaggy makes some stupid comment about how, oh, it must have crashed here years ago, and... Velma's like, oh, no, these vines and, like, all the dust and stuff is all plastic and fake. And there's a skeleton sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. And Shaggy pulls on it, 
It does whatever scares him. And he goes, it's a skinny spooky. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> but quickly Velma debunks it. Like, oh, no, it's just a uh, trip wire. And there's this other cord that leads to this voice box, which was him laughing. And I mean, it was clearly supposed to be something. And then, like, the writers just forgot. They must have, because I don't... It never gets mentioned again. No. It just baffles me that... This whole scene, like, it took up a couple minutes. Yeah. And, you know, there's a gag or two in it. And it's implied that it's supposed to be, you know, fake and staged. And there's something nefarious going on here. But nothing comes out of it. There's no there's no payoff here. No. It doesn't impact the story at all. You could cut that scene entirely and nothing would have changed. Not a single thing. Because it's not even like they ran into a new character. It's not like it led to anything. Like, it was just... An abandoned plane with plastic vines all over it. All it's doing is killing the environment around it. <laughs> I don't know. It, I, you know, it's funny because I didn't really think about it the first time we watched the episode. But when we were, you know, rewatching and understanding what the plot was, you know, like what, what the villain plot was. there's barely a plot there. But it has nothing to do with it. While they're in the jungle, Fred and Daphne, they continue searching the, the building that they were in. And also, like, the village. And that's when they stumble upon this room that has a bunch of oysters and pearls on the table. They're shining and glimmering in the light. It's all pretty. It was really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Daphne says that this is their first real clue, which I guess it is. It's, but Okay, it's not a real clue. Because busting oysters open for their pearls is an actual job that could have been someone's office. We don't know that it's, like, a real thing. Well, we know that that's what they do in the village. Yeah. But I think the clue was the fact that it's in a building in the abandoned village. Okay. I think it's because that it's in this abandoned village and not, like, in the actual area where the natives actually live. Like, that's where the idea of this being a clue comes in. It was just stupid. No, I agree. But... That's their first clue that we really understand because the plane, again, has nothing to do with the story. No. Eventually, they all reunite. Yeah. <laughs> just this fucking scene. Stupid. Can we just watch this again? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. We were hoping we'd bump into you guys. Yeah, but not so hard. LOL. <laughs> they do a lot of laughing. Okay. So they come across these footprints. Right, footprints. And they're fresh. Wonder where they go. Let's follow them. Come on. Oh man, just popped out of the water! Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> and they all just like scuba dive in the water? I don't fucking get this. What the actual fuck, man? He just popped out of the water, I was just like, ah! <laughs> like, I genuinely hate that. Like,. There was no point in that specific scene at all. They find footprints, walk to the shore. A man, like the old man is already in the water. Goes, <laughs> and then goes back down under the water. Into which Fred goes, get him! 
Like, bitch, what? <laughs> That's like the only thing about this episode I like. It makes no sense. That's the only reason it got the decent, like, not even a decent rating, but that's the only reason it wasn't a zero. (laughs) (laughs) It's so nonsensical, though. It just, like, out of the whole nonsense that this episode was, that was the only, like, genuinely funny part. It leads to nowhere. They dive into the water to follow him, and they find this secret cavern that has a staircase, which leads up to a secret entrance in the ancient village. They can't find the old man. He disappeared, because reasons the reason why this makes no sense is because the old man turns out to be an undercover agent like he's a good guy he's with the hawaii police department and like i'm just imagining this undercover police officer swimming up from the water looking at the gang and going ah goes back underneath disappears into the caverns everything like what were you doing my issue is Undercover agents are usually undercover for a reason. So they're undercover in the gang to get information that you wouldn't normally get as an outsider. This undercover agent is undercover as an old man that's just creepy as fuck. And he knows about the cavern because he swam to it. He must have came from it. Yeah. So why? why, Why? Like the whole point of that was to get the gang to follow him down into the cavern so they could discover it. But at the same time, what's the point of that? You already know about it. And then, like, why not pull off your mask and be like, yo, I'm an undercover agent. Follow me. I have a clue. This seems like a pretty secure area, the undercover or the underwater cavern. Yeah. Seems like a pretty secure area where you could reveal your identity without risk of exposure. You know, exposure or- but at the same time, what is the point of risking expo- like? What are you undercover as? Why does it matter? Shannon, what's the point of a Tiki Scare is no fair? I don't fucking know. They find themselves back in the ancient village. Oh, finally, my last page. (laughs) (laughs) They are now being chased by the witch doctor and the statue again. Yep, so they get um, in between, they get trapped in between both. And so they're like, oh no, we're stuck. Into which my response is, you know, the, the... Statue is so big, just run between his legs. Like, it's not like he can do a whole bunch to stop you. You can see the wheels underneath his feet. Yeah, that was not hidden very likely. <laughs> and so they go and they hide in this building. And the statue starts lifting up each house. I don't know, to check underneath, but he never, like, lifted it all the way up. He just lifted it and then put it back down and then lifted it and put it back down. Well, he wasn't expecting them to be hanging on the rafters of the buildings. I don't know. And then they all run out. And for some reason, Scooby and Shaggy are on one side of this wall, and the rest of the gang is on the other side. So again, they get separated for like the hundredth time in this episode. Shaggy and Scooby run up against this building that has another revolving wall, and this time... It's activated by this button that we see on the side of the building, which the witch doctor is going to press to mess with them. Before they start messing with the wall, I noticed that there was a missing wall on the other side of the revolving one. Yeah, because I was wondering why the witch doctor didn't just run around. But also, like, during the whole gag, you know, because they're going to do a whole gag with the spinning wall, halfway through it, the wall appears. Yeah. So they were just like, oh, we forgot to add that wall in. Let's throw it in right in the middle of the gag. No one will notice. We We did. (laughs) So the witch doctor presses the button and the wall starts spinning. 
Like Shaggy's in, or Scooby's in a bathtub. I listed all of them. Oh, okay, perfect. So Scooby comes out first in a bathtub. He's just washing himself, and the witch doctor's offended and presses the button, and now it's Shaggy that comes out as a show dancer. He's got his little cane, and he's trying to entertain him, and he's offended again. Throughout the entire thing, every time before he presses the button, he, like, shakes and then, like, orgasms? <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah, like, every <laughs> single time. The gag went on way too long. He presses the button again, and Scooby comes out as a hula dancer. And I think that the witch doctor was aroused, because it took him a few moments to press that button again. Yeah. That's when he orgasmed. That's when he orgasmed. So he presses it one more time, and Shaggy comes out, and he's juggling plates. And then he just starts pushing the button repetitively, trying to, you know, mess with them. And they end up flying out of the building... And they land in this, like, bush, and they come out, and they look like this grass monster. Fred, Daphne, and Velma are freaked out by it for a second, but then it turns out it's just Scooby and Shaggy, and the witch doctor and the statue are gone. They got scared. (laughs) They decide that it's time to start putting together a trap. So Fred says, well, he got scared by, like, the monster that, you know, Scooby and Shaggy had kind of created when they fell into all the bushes. And they were like, so clearly he gets scared easily. Well, we have this trick carnival mirror in the van. Why? And somehow the witch doctor is going to be scared by his own reflection, run down the hill and fall into our trap. Yep. That's what they're basing this entire trap on, is that the tiki monster being so dense, he'll be scared by his own reflection. Can we talk about in this scene, about how through this entire episode, every human member of the gang is wet for Fred? Yes. So, earlier in the episode, when they return to the site where they first see the old man, I think we forgot to mention how they found Scooby. So Scooby appeared in the ghost drum. He was hiding in the ghost drum, and he pops out. He looked really cute sitting in the drum. I'll post a picture of it later. Definitely. But... Before that happened, Shaggy was in a panic, and he started, like, hugging Fred. But it was, like, caressing. And then later, right before the gang gets separated and Scooby and Shaggy do the whole revolving wall bit with the witch doctor, Daphne's, like, hanging on Fred's arm all tight and, you know, sensually. Now, because, you know, obviously everybody ships Fred and Daphne, it was kind of cute. Yes. And then we get to Velma. Who, while Fred is describing what he thinks the trap should be, she's just looking at him with these, ooh, googly eyes. We haven't seen them eyes since Johnny Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was funny. I took a picture of all three of those instances, so those will also be shared. Hashtag wet for Fred. So they set up the trap. They've got the trick mirror hidden behind the grass. They've got the hole that they're going to lead the witch doctor into. And they lure the witch doctor out with the ghost drums. Scooby and Shaggy are playing these drums. And that's when I notice a slight animation error where Shaggy's shirt sleeves are a different color green than his torso. And his head is at, is also obnoxiously small in comparison to his arms. He is just wrong. It's the poi. So Scooby freaks out because the witch doctor has now appeared. And Shaggy goes, Scooby, pick up the beat. And that's when his sleeves go back to normal. I'm like, okay, so they noticed it mid-scene. Again, they fix it. So at least they're trying to fix their errors. 
So then they run through a building and come out dressed as another witch doctor. Shaggy's accidentally wearing one of the masks. And they fall into the um, carnival mirror. And of course, because the witch doctor isn't that dense, Shaggy is, gets scared by his own reflection and yells, oh my god, there's another witch doctor. He runs down the hill. But instead, somehow they trip over something and go flying so high into the air that they make it on top of the statue into which Shaggy's obnoxiously long arms are covering the statue's eyes, which because there's a person inside of it apparently looking out of its eyes, the statue can no longer see. It starts rolling forward. It hears the witch doctor and for some reason picks it up. I'm assuming thinking it's one of the gang members. Something. Trips over whatever the trap actually was. And now they have everyone caught. So Fred takes off the witch doctor's mask. And lo and behold, it's Mr. Sims. Was anyone surprised? No. He was the only suspect we had. I literally called it the second I saw him. I've seen this episode before. So... I knew it was him, and I try not to say anything. I try and let you figure out who the villain is on your own. Because so. it's funny when I'm wrong. Yes. And I'm just like, wonderful. It wasn't obvious at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they rationalized the statue, the Monotiki Tia statue. Keep in mind, this thing is like 50 feet high. Yeah. It's a tall statue. They rationalized it being a parade float. Well, and here's my issue with that. Because first off, like, there's a person inside of it. We now see him hanging halfway out of it. It's Mr. Sims' henchman. He must be an intern at the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, with henchmen, I can justify it this way. Because if you tell someone, hey, if you help me out with this, I'll give you a percentage of it. With the pearl industry, pearls are expensive. Mm -hmm. So I could see him talking to somebody at the newspaper or wherever and just being like, yo, I got this plan. If you come over to Hawaii and help me out, like we can split this or like 40, 60, whatever. People would probably do it if you're also like an evil asshole. But it, it happens in a lot of other movies. So I can justify that one. Also, Mr. Sims has a lot of jobs, so even if the dude needed money in the meantime, he can probably afford it. Do you put evil henchmen on your LinkedIn profile? I mean, if you're evil. (laughs) I connect. I like that when Fred started explaining the evil plot, Mr. Sims says, I'm not talking. Smartest thing. Smartest thing we have ever seen a bad guy do. For, how, for somebody who is apparently so stupid that he sees the guy, the girl, and the dog that he's looking for dressed as... Tarzan and Jane. And still doesn't know that it's them. <laughs> so Fred explains that what they were doing was scaring the locals away and then taking all the pearls and, you know, making money off of that. Yeah. Straightforward. And Daphne goes, okay, but what about that old man? The old man comes out of nowhere. Of and course. Reveals himself as the undercover cop. His name is Lieutenant Tamaro. Or Tamaro. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, he basically just says that he's been on to this or something like that. They always are. In movies, cops always try to like, oh yeah, I totally knew what was going on. Oh, I was totally almost there. But the gang's like, no, bitch, we solved the mystery. Well, he was onto it, though. He found the old cavern before the gang did. 
But then why lead the gang to the cavern? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, he, he did not need to be in this episode. No, like, if you were trying to solve the mystery, why would you help somebody else try to solve the mystery? Like, why wouldn't you want to do it yourself? You have the actual job. This is your job. You're you supposed are, to be doing it. Like, you what have is the jurisdiction point? here. Like, I'm really upset. I'm really upset about this. It pisses me off. There's no point in having the policeman there. Daphne complains that, you know, their vacation's almost over. And the lieutenant says, well, I'll treat you all tomorrow to another luau, which is their 48th luau, by the way. Yeah, we did hear that. Vama said that, like, way early in the episode, that they're at their 47th luau. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, have they been there, like, a year? Something, I don't know. There aren't usually luau's every night, I don't think. (laughs) I don't know, I haven't been to Hawaii. They go to the new luau, and the last note I have for the episode is that Scooby is on a surfboard. Turns out the surfboard is on wheels, comes out of the water, grabs Shaggy's poi, Shaggy, stop taking the poi, and rolls off with it. So Shannon, what is your Scooby Snack-A-Meter rating for a Tiki Scare is no fair? A beautiful two. Talk it out. Okay, it was the shittiest episode I've seen in quite some time. Is it worse for you than the dynamic Scooby-Doo affair? No. But only because it was only 22 minutes long. Whereas the Scooby-Doo... It felt like 44 minutes long. It did. It did. But at least, like, in real life, I didn't waste a whole two hours of my day watching it. I only wasted an hour. Yeah. So. What didn't you like about it specifically? I don't know everything. Um... Like, what offended you the most about this episode? Just for how stupid everyone was. There was just dumb shit going on in every scene. Most of the scenes didn't make any sense. I took personal offense to a lot of it, man. Like, it was just stupid. There was no point. Honestly, there was no point in so much. Like, the cop did not need to be in it. The plane didn't need to be in it. Honestly, the statue didn't have, like, a big part. There was no part in this, like, no point in the statue. Besides, like, there was a henchman, so it was an extra person to help. But you and I have established that in most episodes, even if they don't mention a henchman, most of it can't be done without a henchman. So there probably is one. That's where the Arts Winners Gang came from. Exactly. And so, like, there was no point in the henchman. The only reason I didn't rate it a one, because I don't think I've given a one rating yet, and so I was very tempted for this one. Uh, The only reason it didn't is because, like, as stupid as it was, a lot of it was so stupid you laughed. And so I did, I don't want to say I genuinely enjoyed the episode, because I didn't, but I did enjoy laughing. Yes. It was one of those things like, you know, the dogs that are so ugly, they're cute. This was so stupid, it was funny. Yeah. And so I did laugh a lot. And you and I had fun, and we, we we had fun, and so I'll give it a two. Okay. I actually gave it a two as well. Okay. I agree with everything you said. I think that this episode has so much unnecessary aspects of it that just make it such a what's-the-point episode. Like, if I could add what's-the-fucking-point as a rating on the Scooby Snackometer, <laughs> that would be what I would give this episode. Because honestly... The statue didn't need to be there. The cop didn't need to be there. The plane didn't need to be there. The plane, honestly, I just think they forgot about it. I I, think they did too. The characters were so dumb in this episode. There was only one suspect. We didn't meet anyone else. There wasn't an option for another suspect. I feel like if you have half a brain cell, you could have figured it out from the very beginning. And granted, 
Scooby-Doo mysteries are not supposed to be complex or hard to figure no. out. Especially these ones. They're for but children But I don't to feel like there out. was a mystery here. No. Like, you, you see it from the very beginning that Mr. Sims disappeared right when the witch doctor appeared. He's suspicious as fuck from the very first dialogue that he says. It's just because everything that we see is so disconnected from the environment. Mm -hmm. We never talk to any of the natives, ever. The only dialogue we got from the natives was ghost drums. That's it. Aside from the cop. I don't count the cop as a native. Like, the whole time he was that old man. Yeah. The old man really did not need to be part of this episode. But then, to add on to the point of the statue not needing to be in the episode, I feel like... It's not specifically the statue, but they didn't need both the statue and the witch doctor. Yes. I think that if they had just went with one or the other, they would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But because they had to have this other element that didn't really change anything, they had to add the henchman, which is another trope of Scooby-Doo. And all of it was just so unnecessary. Like you said with the statue. The statue, to me, was the equivalent of, like... When they're walking through a mansion or a castle and you see the paintings with the moving eyes, that's what the equivalent of the statue was to me. And so the fact that they made it like an extra element, it just, it it didn't do much to me. Overall, I'm disappointed with this episode. I didn't love it. I, I got some real laughs out of it. I did. I did laugh. There were, it's, again, it's one of those so stupid it's funny things, but... I wasn't laughing because the episode was trying to be funny. It's because it's not aware of how stupid it is. I wasn't laughing with the episode. I was laughing laughing at at it. it. Exactly. So I'm really comfortable giving this episode a two. It's a nice little, you know, this episode gets a combined combination of two for season two. (laughs) Well, that concludes Scooby-Doo Where Are You for that Groovy Scoopcast season two. Are you ready for the fun fact of the week? Give me something to look forward to. Okay. Well, season two of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? was unique because it was the very first group of episodes to introduce the chase scene music. Mm-hmm. You know, when they play a song and everything like that. Fun fact, A Tiki Scare is No Fair is the only episode in season two of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? that doesn't have a chase scene song. Well, of course, that'd be, that'd be our luck to find it. Yeah. Every other episode in season two, I double-checked this too, every other episode in the season has a chase scene song. Where is A Tiki Scare is No Fair? Where does that fall? It's the sixth episode of season two. So it's just randomly? Just randomly. It's because it didn't need to happen. Honestly, I think the writers forgot a lot of things. They forgot about the plane. They forgot about the chase music. They forgot that there's supposed to be a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just thought that was something interesting about this episode in particular, despite the fact that it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. So, are you ready to figure out what we're watching next episode, Shannon? I am. All right. Well, our next episode is coming from the new Scooby-Doo movies, our favorite series of the Scooby-Doo franchise. I'm hopeful that I will find one episode that I like from it. At least one. Just, that's my goal. Okay. Let's randomize. All right, here we go. So our next episode is going to be The Frickert Fracas. All right. I'll provide a premise for this episode. It's coming from Scoobypedia. When the gang volunteer to drive Jonathan Winters to his friend Maud Frickert's house, 
They run into a scarecrow that's alive and people trying to steal a secret formula that makes a giant chicken. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so that seems like a combination of E-I-E-I-O and the Johnny Bravo one we just watched because that scarecrow's about to be Mrs. Frickert and she's going to be like, I was just a scarecrow because I didn't like you. And then something about a giant chicken. <laughs> the guest star for this episode is going to be Jonathan Winters. I don't know that much about him. So Jonathan Winters was an American comedian, actor, author, and artist beginning in 1960. He actually recorded a lot of comedy albums and released some records and stuff. I don't know. I guess he was just like a comedian. Oh, he voiced uh, Papa Smurf in The Smurfs. In the TV series in 1986, and then he played in the Smurfs and Smurfs 2 in 2011 and 2013. So we might recognize his his voice. I don't know if you ever watched him. I like the Smurfs, though. Okay. That's what's in store next week. So tune in next week to watch Papa Smurf get tackled by a scarecrow. And a giant chicken. And a giant chicken. (laughs) Well... If you guys want to talk to us about A Tiki Scare is No Fair, you can communicate with us on Twitter, at GroovyScoopCast, or you can tweet at us individually. You can find me on Twitter, at Derek T. Queen. And you can find me on Twitter, at Shanny892. It's two N's, two Y's, 892. You can also email us at thatgroovyscoopcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our brand new website, thatgroovyscoopcast.com. We're really excited about that. And our last announcement. You guys may have been following us uh, to see that we're doing a giveaway from season one. We are giving away a very cute orange Scooby-Doo plush. And the winner of the contest is Amalgam Comics at Make Mine Amalgam on Twitter. They shared with us that their favorite episode from our season one was from Bravo Dooby-Doo, as well as Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. We want to thank everyone who did participate in this, and we will be reaching out to Amalgam Comics to get that Scooby shipped out to them. But don't worry, guys. We will definitely be having future giveaways, so always keep up with us on Twitter for that. And with that, we hope you enjoyed our first episode of That Groovy Scoopcast Season 2. And come back next week for a Scooby Snack-filled time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.